What up, party people? Welcome to Drinking Alone Friends, a podcast where two friends drink alone together. My name's Tud. And I'm Obert. And uh, yeah, it's always good to be back in well, uh, Drinking Alone with Friend. It now. is. It is. We, uh, we're missing Chris today. He's um, transitioning to a new shift at work, so he's unable to make it this week. But we didn't let that stop the party from happening. Yeah, we wanted to come out and, as I said, party with the party people. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're going into a holiday weekend, so we couldn't just let you go off into the sunset and, you know, not have beer to drink before the holiday. Oh, no. We could never do that. We are nothing but responsible podcasters for you yes. guys. Yes. But, uh, Todd, how, was, uh, how are things going over there in, in Todd World? In uh, Todd World? It's pretty good. Um... You know, not a lot going on right now. Just, just work. Uh, you know, my adventures are have been over for the past week and a half, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, my cat still, my cat still sits. That's also nice. Yeah, still. Um, you know, astute listeners who clicked on all the links in the show notes will note that uh, there's no photographic proof as yet provided to this podcast. So, still, uh, still haven't seen proof of that cat sitting, but uh, we believe you. I, see, I feel like you're judging me. I feel like you're, you don't believe me. And I'm going to get him right now. I'm just saying, you told us you'd get us a picture. And uh, it never happened. So, But uh, on, on this week's episode of Weather is Different in Different Places, I am currently in the thralls of the uh, Northwest heat wave over here. It's supposed to be pretty hot this week, breaking, breaking June all-time high records in Montana. Yeah, I heard, it was, I heard it was getting pretty hot out there. And I still have to say that... Um, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to coming out to Montana if I'm going to have to hike in 100 degree weather. Well, you know, by the time you get here, it'll be it'll, it'll it's basically a month from now. You know, a little less than a month from now. So we won't have a month long heat wave. That's for sure. Right. But what is your what is Montana's summer? Is July? Is it not? Like when does it start to cool down? Well, it, it'll cool down. You know, after Labor Day. But I'm just. It's not. We're in a heat wave right now, you know, like some weeks in summer are hotter than others. What if, what if it's a big wave? It better not be. <laughs> that'd, be that'd be pretty <laughs> bad news. If the whole summer is one long wave, I don't think that would work out so hot. Or be too hot, yeah, I guess. Aren't you guys prone to like wildfires and stuff too? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's shaped to be a uh, pretty dangerous, dangerous summer for the forests around here. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. What what is your uh in, in weather in different weather places? Is it going to be hot all weekend too? Because it's going to be in the sixties in Connecticut. Oh, that's cold for a Fourth of July yeah. weekend. Yeah. So on Memorial Day weekend it was forty. Uh, then it got really hot. Today it was about ninety-seven degrees, which is you know about average as we get to this part of the year in Connecticut. And this weekend it's going to be in the sixties. Yeah. Now uh, it should be. It'll cool off a little bit, but it's still going to be hot all next week. I think still 80s and 90s for sure. But uh, we'll see. You know, like we said, weather is different in different places. Everyone's favorite segment here on the show. And, um, you know, I was supposed to get a package of beer from Chris. And uh, unfortunately, it's in the back of a mail truck somewhere right now baking in the sun. So that's not good (laughs) news. That's not good. Nobody ever wants that. Hopefully it makes it in one solid piece with no beer leaking out of it yeah so i got my package from chris i guess it was a couple days ago according to the to the delivery date on written on the package but i i guess i just never walked out that door to see that it was there so i got it a couple days ago 
Uh, just went outside, got it today uh, in the 100 degree weather, so none of my beers exploded. So hopefully yours make it safe as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So in other news in, in Tud World, I did a nine mile hike this past weekend. Nice. In, in like 85 degree super humidity weather. Okay. Really uh, going all out there. Yeah, um, so I learned that uh, on our hike, I'm going to need to be very cognizant of hydration because I, w- I drank, I think I drank 350 ounces of water before I finally started to like recover and feel the need to like use the facilities and stuff like that. Like it took me until probably about 1030 at night to be fully back to hydration status. Yeah, that's not good. You want to keep hydrating through the day. There you go. Yeah, Mini so handle, I wanna... drink water. <laughs> I, I did go out and I did buy a camel pack um, specifically for my bag. Nice. So that should that should be an improvement. But I'm also going to have to bring like liquid IV like packets and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not that hot and it definitely won't be that humid. So, you know. It was, it was, it, by the time I was done, I looked like I had hopped in a shower or a pool. Like I was covered head to toe in just sopping sweat. Yeah. Well, I bet that'll happen either way. <laughs> hey. The, the, the ground in Connecticut is very, as, as you know, I'm sure you've hiked the Appalachian Trail. This was the Mattabasset Trail. So part of the Appalachian, I believe, right? It's But the the, ro- the the trail was all like jagged rocks that were sticking out. Like there was no like flat trail unless I was like hiking through the woods. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like quite the adventure. But uh, I got to ask, so did you bring a crispier for the show tonight? I did not because I wanted to save a crispier for for Chris. I didn't oh, want to drink a crispier okay. without Chris. Yeah. See, well, I know for a fact. I shouldn't say I know for a fact, but if I was a betting man, I would say that you will have at least one beer from the box that Chris sent before we record next. So I figured, why not just do it here on the pod? That's, okay, that's, well, this this was the logic. Work. This was the logic that I had in my head when I thought I was going to get the box of beer today. So <laughs> hey, you know what? We're gonna then we're gonna pivot a quick one eighty, and I'll I'll drink a crispier. Okay. It's beer thirty, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer thirty, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So, over in in recognition of you, you know, dealing with heat. Okay. And. And uh, the fact that you may not have the ability to get this beer because your beer is stuck with Chris in the back of the truck. Yeah. I brought the beer that, that Chris gave us the warning about. Oh, said, okay. Make sure that if you get it, put it right in the fridge. Okay. And you did that. You put it right in the fridge. I, I did that. When I opened the box earlier today, I put all of the beers in the fridge. Oh, nice. Um. So this beer is called Zest Intentions. It's a Berliner Weiss style ale with orange grapefruit lemon and lime oh a little citrus party in your mouth there it seems like it's going to be highly refreshing um it's by divine barrel it's oh, 5.5 oh, one of our favorites here on the show oh for sure it's a 5.5 percent abv and it's a 16 ounce can and as you can see it's kind of got the rinds of all four of the fruits kind of patchworked like say like texas chainsaw massacre style together into forming one fruit okay <laughs> Like I'm thinking about Leatherface, how he had like the 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 face of all the skin like sewed together. Yeah, kind of what this reminds me of, just with fruit. Somebody okay. somebody went and they peeled the skin off of all four of the the fruits and merged them into one. Okay, I was thinking like patchwork, like a quilt, but your description also makes sense. <laughs> and I will say, 
Look what finally came in the mail this week, too. Oh, the previous handle. Uh, this is the better, better bottle opener? Yes. It's the, the Yopener bottle opener. Okay. As you can see, it's got a little doohickey right here to open up bottles. Uh, it's got a little grater here to, uh, to open up wax. And it's made out of a bourbon barrel. Okay, yeah, to cut the wax seal. That's cool. What's yeah. that little um, notch by the handle? I don't quite know what that's for. I mean, I don't think you, I don't know if you have any feedback on that either. Mm, we got a mystery notch here. Maybe we'll have to get our listeners on the case. It is a very strange notch. Yeah, it definitely looks like the notch has a purpose. Maybe, I, I uh, believe it does too, but it doesn't fit underneath a can. Yeah. So well, I so, have no idea. So this is good. It's kind of like Chris is drinking with us because, you know, he sent you this beer. So we still have a crisp, crisp presence on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I'm not, I, I meant to mention, you should be careful when you're opening this one if Chris told you to put it in the fridge right away. All right, well, even without Chris, we got a Chris pour. Yeah, there we, we got go. a Chris beer. Um, wow, folks, when somebody gives you a heads up that something needs to go in the fridge, um, it was very cold. It still is very cold. I don't know why it decided to do this. Well, it's those, those active beers. I think that's why they tell you to put them in the fridge, because if you let it warm up, it'll ferment again and uh do what it just did well what it just did was uh covered me in delicious uh citrusy goodness i have not had the beer yet i can tell you this if it tastes anything like the head that i was just sucking (laughs) off the top of the beer as it was overflowing in my hand it's gonna be a really good beer um you know it's as you can see it's very light in color now wait what is this glass i've never seen this glass before Oh, so this is my new, uh, one of my new Barreled Souls glasses. And it's basically all of the workers at Barreled Souls uh, with their heads on uh, South Park characters. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're all holding beers. Somebody has a sign that says, I prefer bar- barley wine dressed up as Kenny. Uh, it's, it's pretty neat. It's a pretty cool looking glass. And now it's covered in sticky beer. Uh, there will be a picture up on, on the Instagram if you guys would like to go check that out. Okay, so now that the head's died down a little bit, let's uh, let's dive on in and see what the actual beer tastes like. All I smell is citrus, like Which just one? around me. Which citrus? You know, like I mean, like I mean, like around me. It just smells like it smells like I may have murdered some fruit. It smells like you just stuck your head into a tiny air freshener tree factory. Yeah, one that also smells a little like beer as well. Uh, so it's kind of a a unique citrusy smell. Um, but the beer. Hmm. I don't like the way this beer smells. I know. Yeah. It, I know it tastes pretty good, but the beer. You know, like when you go into a dive bar's bathroom. Yeah. That's what this beer smells like. Urine, stale, stale pee. Like like stale urine. Yeah, I I think I had a beer on the pot. I said smelled like stale urine once. Yeah, this that's ugh. I just don't like the smell. Maybe well, you need to put anyways, it in like a sippy cup then. Maybe, but it might explode then. <laughs> uh, I think it needs as much oxygen as humanly possible at this moment to make sure that it doesn't keep on fermenting. Uh, let's dive in. I know it's going to taste good because I've already kind of tasted it licking it off myself. But I got to tell you, the smell, not very appetizing. So it's very tart. Um, very sweet, very tart. It's very good. Um, huh. It's kind of hard to pick out what fruit I taste. I mean, I definitely taste some of the lemon and some of the lime. Definitely, definitely more lime. Like, it tastes kind of like a little bit of like a, like a, if you ever had like fresh squeezed lime juice? Yeah, all the time. And cocktails. Like, no, like straight. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of tastes like that, 
but like sweeter. So kind of like a limeade. Okay. Not, not as, but not as sweet as like a limeade. Right. I think the sweetness kind of comes from the orange. Because um, I just don't get a lot of orange elsewhere besides the sweetness of like a, like a decently ripe orange. So maybe if it was like sitting on the counter for a little bit, the sugars kind of broke down. It got a lot sweeter as it went on. That's kind of the orange that you get. I don't get any grapefruit. Maybe a little grapefruit like rind, like on like the on the aftertaste. But mostly what I taste is like a mixture of like lemon and lime together. It's very overpowering on that like that middle part of your taste. Um, I don't get a lot of the Berliner Weiss style. I think that's kind of more the smell than the actual flavor because it's just literally just tangy, tangy goodness uh, it's, i mean it's very i really like this beer this is a good uh good summer beer good good for the fourth of july um good for people who are sitting in montana and 100 degree weather it's it's very refreshing good lawn mowing beer um you know if you were just maybe if you got done with a nine mile hike and you were looking for a little bit of, of pick me up this would be something that maybe you should down and uh start to hydrate yourself a little bit although i don't recommend drinking beer while being dehydrated because as we all know beer is also a a diuretic so it'll make you a <laughs> less hydrated yeah probably not the best idea what uh what <laughs> else what's the abv in this guy this is 5.5 so it's very crushable um i would drink this like if i was looking like on a hot summer day looking for like a lemonade but i wanted it to be like boozy this there's in my mind there's no difference between drinking this and like a like a very sour lemonade or sour limeade it's very much like that yeah, okay so, just out of curiosity, you know, you said five and a half. You consider that very crushable. Where do you cut? Where's the cutoff for you as far as like low ABV beers? Six point two percent. Six point. Okay, that sounds very specific. Is that because of anything or no? No, I thought about six. I was going to make the line six. I just figured that it was funnier if I said six point two. Okay. Um, no, I think anything below six percent is pretty much it's pretty crushable. I mean, you're, you're look, Bud Lights are four point eight, so this is. Well, like that's that's my more. line is 5.0 because that's Budweiser. Anything below Bud, you know, Bud Light, those are crushable beers. But so uh, you would, you would knock this down because it's 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 only 5.5. So no, no, no. I'm just I just saying I wouldn't call it very crushable. I think you have to taste it. Hopefully, yours doesn't explode. Yeah. Um, because it is it's the definite like I don't taste I don't taste any booze. There's no booze in this flavor at all. Um, you know, and I don't expect it with 5.5. I didn't expect to taste copious amounts of alcohol, but this is, it's, I could put it this way. I'd be in some trouble, but I could drink a four pack of this mm -hmm. in about yeah. an hour. No, I'm maybe, not, I'm not, I'm not saying hour. it's like heavy, you know, but I, uh, but like for me, my go-to crushable is the all day IPA, which I, from founders, which I just looked up and that's 4.7. So like, that's, I, I think, you know, and there's not a lot between difference between five and six but that's that's I think where i, I think set my line this, i think what makes this so crushable though is that it literally doesn't taste like a beer like there's no okay there's no beer flavor to this it is literally just lime and lemonade like very very tart lime and lemonade it's there's no there's no semblance of beer besides the smell i couldn't even like if you if you gave this to me in a sealed cup and said just drink it I would say this is lemonade. You gave me lemonade. So it's like a Mike's some heart. Type of like citrusade. No, because it's not that sweet. It's not sickeningly sweet. Like okay. it doesn't leave a film. It's literally like so. Like I was saying before, uh, the other a couple weeks ago, I went to the the grocery store and I thought I was buying limeade. Um, it was just crushed lime juice, uh, fresh okay. squeezed. So I bought it. I opened up the 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 cap on it and just took a big old swig. 
Like they didn't like didn't think about it, just put it right in my mouth. And it was this, just now I understand why you're asking if I've ever drank lime juice before. Yeah, it was so tart and so bitter and I drank it. I mean I finished it, but it was you could tell that it was like straight citrus. This this is a lot like that, but it's it's a it's slightly sweeter, so it's not I'm not sitting here like I'm not gonna get an upset stomach from drinking this like I did with the limeade. This is very much you could pass this off as some type of citrus aid at a like a party. Um, like a summer party with like people like people weren't even drinking. They would think this was fresh squeezed some type of juice. Yeah. No beer flavor at all. Uh, I like it. I'm gonna give it a four two five. Um really, really good. I'm I'm straddling the four the four and a half line. Just even because though of it how, smells like, like pee. Even though it smells like the the taste is fantastic. That's why the the pee is gonna knock it down to the four two five. Because yeah, that would, that's be- a big one for me. If it smells bad, I can't. I can't do it. I think you just gotta just plug your nose and just put it in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't drink it, but I'm saying it would it would it would knock it down a quarter point or so. And like I said, it's a slight hint. It's it's slightly like a bathroom. Like it's that's a, what it smells. A slint like. of bathroom. Slint of dive bar bathroom. Okay. So, um, what do you think the 1,251 people of Untapped have rated this beer? That's a lot. That's a lot more than I was expecting. Um, but it's summer. It's, it's probably a summer beer. I mean, I have to imagine that it's brewed strictly for summer months, but it's summer months a lot down there, too. Um, I, th- I think it's going to straddle that four line. I, I'm going to say part of me wants to go... I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk this through as I go. I'm gonna talk through my thought process because I feel like a lot of people don't see how it works. At first, I'm okay. not. I'm not gonna give you any hints to my expression. Okay. So I'm um, uh, going turn the camera off here so Todd can't read into into uh, my expression. No playing poker with me here. No, that's fine. So at first, I was gonna go like a. I was thinking like a maybe a three eight eight or a three nine two. Um, but I think it's gonna. I think a lot of people are gonna like it. I just don't know how close to the four. I don't know if I'm going to go over four or under four. Um, I think I'm going to stay under four because I think it'll, it'll be something that I think people like it, but I think people will just say it's fine. It doesn't taste like beer. So I'm going to say three, nine, eight. Final answer. Okay. With 1,251 check-ins, the untapped average is a 3.98. You got it Get right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yep. Perfect score. <laughs> Get you know, the fuck out, really? Yeah. When you said you were gonna, it was, you were gonna go near a four. I was like, he's gonna get it right. <laughs> so congratulations, hey, hey Chris. I know you're listening to the sound of my voice. Suck it, Chris. Suck it all. Do I have you, two perfect guesses. You have one. Do you uh, want to change your nickname from Man of People Tud, or is it still Man of People Tud? I, you know what? I think it should be Manliest of People Tud. But that doesn't really make much grammatical sense. But you know what? It's your nickname. Is that what you want? I'm going to put it on the, the board here. Don't forget the semicolon. So one more time, just so I have it clear for the whiteboard. Manliest of people, semicolon tut. Okay. So you're still going to be M-O-P-T. Just you're the emmiest O-P-T. Correct. Yes. I am the manliest man of people. Semicolon tut. Semicolon tut. Okay. Well... Doesn't uh, doesn't get any better than that for sure. <laughs> now, Obert. Now, if you get it correct too, this would be awesome. It would be. It would be. I think then we both get tally marks. That's the only way I'm going to get on the board today. So, um, real quick before we move on to my beer, I just wanted to read what the what Divine Barrel has to say about about this beer on Untapped. 
They say yeah, because it literally doesn't say anything on the can. They say Zest Intentions is our refreshing answer to beating the Carolina heat. It's a Berliner with massive amounts of orange, grapefruit, lemon, and lime. A super clean base beer allows for waves of ripe citrus to crash your senses. Lightly tart and insanely thirst-quenching, it's the perfect warm-weather beer. Which pretty much sums up exactly what you said, I think. Yeah, that was... That's, I mean, that hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That is... I, I get what they were going for in Divine Barrel. Mission accomplished. Okay, well, I have a little bit of a less summary beer here. Is it a stout? No. Um, but, uh, why don't you give me a, give me a transitional sound here. Sure. Now that we got a working soundboard. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Okay. Um, so you have to is, admit, you missed it. I missed what? Oh, the sound effect. Yeah. Yep, I did. Um, not going to comment on it any further. I'm just going to tell you about this beer called The World is Flat from Threes Brewing. Have you heard of these guys, Threes Brewing? They are from no. Brooklyn, New York. So this is, uh, I think, my last Vegas beer. So it's Chris's beer ba- box is going to come at the perfect time. And So um, you went... So hang on. So you... So you went to Vegas. That's right. And you got a beer from New York. I got a lot of beers from New York, actually. I got, um, what's, what's the one that we like in uh, Other Half? I got Other Half. I got a bunch of those. Okay. Um, were those Warhead beers from New York? Yep, those yeah. were also from New York. There was a, I don't know how all of these New York beers ended up in Vegas, but I brought a bunch of them home. How did the rest of those Warheads turn out, by the way? Um, you gotta listen to the pregame if you want to find out. The uh, I also had the watermelon, which was the highest rated one. And uh, if you want to know what I thought about it, dollar a month, folks. But this nice little it, nice little plug. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is um, an English extra. So I think it's an ESB basically, but they're calling it English extra, which I had never heard of it's, before. And it's to be honest, it's probably been years since I had uh, ESB. So. You know, they're just not popular anymore. I've, I've been seeing a lot more of them pop up, at, okay. least, at least around me. Um, it seems to be coming a, a pretty popular uh, summer beer. Okay. I don't know why, um, but according to Untappd, just I'm following along with you as you do this, it is listed as a pale ale hyphen English. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. What, I don't know what the difference is, but... Yeah, and it, ESB, that's, I think, extra special bitter. Is that what I think yeah. that's, that's what that stands for? So that's why I think, and it's an English style. So that's kind of where I got turned English extra into ESB. But um, it pours really clean. And um, it's, it's kind of dark. Yeah, let me, well, let's let that, I think my, my uh, shirt's influencing it a little bit here. It's, it's definitely filtered. It's a nice, crisp looking ale. Uh, got a little floaties in it, but it smells like, Smells like a beer that I have brewed. It smells just like a traditional pale ale. You get some of those roasty, toasty uh, caramel malts on the nose with, you know, not um, definitely. You definitely get some of the hop characteristic on the on the aroma, but it's not not overwhelming. I think this is going to be a really well balanced beer. Um, I'm excited to dig in. So here we go. Mm, okay. So, 
So I don't know about you, but I like ESBs personally. Like I'm a if I'm if I'm somewhere and they have one, I'm more apt to order. It won't be my first beer that I order, but it may be my my second, the second or third beer that I order. I just I like them. I think they're just pretty solid beers. Yeah, that's what I would have to say about this one. Um, I like them too. They're not something I reach for because they are they're like the the Mario of the Mario Party or Super Smash Brothers. They're like the all-arounder. You know, there's nothing too crazy going on here. They are, it's just a well-balanced beer with a nice malt profile. This is, it's kind of sweet in that caramel malt way I was talking about. Not sugary sweet, but roasted sweet, roasted malt sweet. Um, It's hearty. It's a hearty beer, but not in a dark stout kind of way. I don't know. It's, um, I said, clean, well-rounded. That's an it's, interesting way of describing it. It's like a meal, this beer. You know, it's not uh, it's not crushable. It's um, <laughs> it's it's very filling and not in a bad way. Would you buy it again? Yeah, I would buy this. This is um, like I said, you know, I'm not the one. I don't. I'm not the guy who, when I play Super Smash Brothers, chooses Mario. I like to go. I like to min max a little bit. But this um, if you're looking for a beer, if you're just out at a bar and you're like. No, I don't want to think too hard about what I'm drinking. This is just, it's just a good crowd pleaser. It's not, this is, okay, I'm i am at a craft beer bar with a group of friends that I don't think they like craft beer, and I have to bring a pitcher back for the table. This would be a good one to choose. No one's going to be like, oh, I don't like that. It tastes too much like beer. Huh. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of scenarios in which I would get, order this beer. I mean, so like I've recently been on a on a non-IPA kick. I've just been more into like drinking like beer beers, like beers that taste like beers. Um, would this be something that, that you would recommend for me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I got a few from Threes and um, their IPA was good. Their Pilsner was good. I don't know if you uh, have can make it to 333 Douglas Street in Brooklyn, but if you do, try some of this beer from them. The world is flat and maybe you can find them in a package store near you. So, I mean, that's possible too. I was thinking about that, that I might be able to find them locally. Yeah. Yeah. You probably don't have to go all the way to Las Vegas to find their beer. So, Correct. so I like it. Um, like I said, it doesn't do anything better than most other beers I've had, but it's good all around beer. Three, seven, five for me. Okay. Um, I don't think untapped is going to love it. I think they're going to be like, this is fine. So out of, uh, there are 1395 chickens. Okay. Very similar check-in count to your beer. Um, yeah, I think they're going to say this is fine, but not great. They're going to give this a 3.92. No, you weren't. Uh, it's a little bit lower. They're, they're more in, in agreement with you, but you had three out of the two or two out of the three numbers. It's a 3.72. Okay. It's like almost exactly on the, on the nuts like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I have, I have a hard time knowing when untapped is going to be that low, but, um, so they didn't like it then. This is for Untapped. That's a fail, I think. I think if you're not if you're not crossing the three point nine barrier, that means people on it's below the bottom of the bell curve on on Untapped. It's not over the hump. Yeah, if I had been out to a bar and I was curious about this beer and I just didn't order it and I wanted to look up what the Untapped verse thought of it, there's a chance I may you'd pass avoid this. Yeah, there's a chance I may avoid it, but at the same time I may also say, well, it is a an English pale ale or an ESB or whatever you want to classify it as, you know, I know untapped naturally is going to be lower on those. 
So I still may order it, but this is definitely one of the lower ratings where I'd be like, eh, skip I'll, it. I'll skip it maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, they can't all be winners. That is true. That is true. But, you know, unfortunately, Obert, you still only have two two uh, dash mark, or two tally marks on the board. That's right. That's right. And uh, you have, you're working on nine now. So I think it's time I retire. I think I'm just going to do cocktails for the rest of the year. <laughs> we'll come back to this at 2022. You know, I think we'll, uh, maybe I'll take, take another swing at it. Now, do I see another little uh, star next to my name too, saying that I got two, two perfects? Um, I can put one over there. I, I didn't earlier because popcorn was underneath my wheels of my chair. But let's let's go over here, put you on the board. So that's that's there we go. A little just more to reiterate, just just to just to reiterate for the podcast, that is two perfect guesses for Tud, one perfect guess for Chris, no perfect guess for Obert. No, I, I got a little bit of catching up to do. That's uh, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you are undisputed man of the people. That's, manliest of the people. Well, manliest of people, Todd. But uh, even beyond the honorific, no one can no one can keep this gate away from you. That's for sure. <laughs> I can't wait till Chris comes back and he's like, "What the hell?" Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. He's you know. So I think we should agree right now. We're not going to tell. We're not going to tell him until he listens to the episode. Right. Yeah. Purposely, yeah. just we're not going to mention it to him. So Chris. So we can. Ima- we're imagining Chris driving to work right now, listening to this episode, and he's just so mad. <laughs> I, yeah, if he, hopefully he doesn't like crash his car to like anger when he hears <laughs> that I got it right. Uh, we'll find out. All right, well I got a little uh, little listicle to share with you guys. Ooh. This, yeah, this is ten of the best summer beers to drink if you love Blue Moon. Okay, well I I mean I do happen to like Blue Moon. Okay, so um, I'm interested right off the bat. Uh, this is a little dark secret for me, but I do not like Blue Moon. It's actually one of the very few beers that I will not drink. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's I. What? I have like Keystone Ice. I won't drink. Um, okay. Blue Moon. I think that's kind of where the list ends. Chilada, as would be up. Those are the three that I won't drink. Do you have like? Do you have like a bad experience? Do you? Yeah. Well, the or- um, the the bowling alley in Norwich would all, never clean their taps, and we would get pitchers of okay. beer from them occasionally, and. They were fine for the most part, but the worst one, in my opinion, was their Blue Moon, which they put like like the dried, like cut two days ago oranges in, and uh, I think it scarred me for life on the Blue Moon. But have you had it out of like a? F- have you had it out of a bottle? I I mean like at this a, point it's, it's ruined for me. You know I just I can't go I can't go to it. It's too much. It's too orangey. It's not a good beer. Do you, do you like Shock Top? No. Okay. But I'll tell you what, there's 14 beers on this list. Maybe we'll find one that I do like. Um, I have a feeling that there'll be one that you, I mean, sorry, there aren't 14 beers. There's 10 beers on this list. Um, Well, that's, I mean, I think that's why it's called the top 10. It is the top 10. Um, (laughs) I have a feeling there's going to be one here that you don't like, Todd, but uh, we'll see when we get there. Um, And I will say this is a very Northeast biased list. There's a lot of these beers that I haven't heard of that hopefully I can, uh, I can have you weigh in on. So number 10 coming in hot at the bottom of the list is Harpoon UFO Light Force. Um, I've never had it, but it, I mean, I guess it would, if Life Force is a Belgian wheat. Yeah. Sure. Light, it's, uh, yeah, it's called Light Force, like L-I-G-H-T. It's uh, 94 calories 
And uh, they say fans of UFO White will appreciate this lighter version of the classic American brewed wit beer. It shares some of the spiced fruity flavor of the original, only with 94 calories and three grams of carbs. So, I mean, 94 calories is never a bad thing for no. a crushable summer beer. Yeah, that's what they're going for. A light beer, under 100 calories, and it comes in a 15-pack, which I'm a big fan of. That, what, wait, what, how? You know, like um, all day. I guess it's, tw- it's, okay, so it's like, yeah, it's 12 plus 3. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Forget that. I get, apparently, I don't think of how boxes are shaped. <laughs> yeah, it's got the bonus three. Um, so keep it, keep your eye out for that one this summer, Todd. Um, here's one okay. I I never heard of: Westbrook White Tie from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. A white Tie takes the classic Belgian-style wit beer and subs in lemongrass for orange peel, ginger root for coriander, and adds a distinctly pungent sriracha ace hop. Sounds very different than Blue Moon, and pretty good, if you ask me. Yeah, it it's definitely sounds different, but I don't. I, how is that a good substitute if it's an entirely different beer? Well, it's um, it's just a different take on the wit beer. You know, they said that it um, the Westbrook's white tie brings big flavor and enormous aroma to the Southeast Asian inspired take. So, just a little, okay. uh, yeah. You know, if you like wit beers, check this one out. Number eight is the um, Japas. Servajaria Oishi from Chicago. Are you uh, sure you pronounced that correctly? No, yeah, yes. That's exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> Oishi is Japanese for delicious or the more colloquial yummy. Um, looks like it comes in those like skinny, taller cans, kind of like, I don't know if it's white claw sh- like shapes, but it's, it's definitely a narrower cylinder. But um, Okay. They say it's uh, it's hard to argue with this original take on the classic Belgian wit from Japanese Brazilian outfit Japas Cervejaria. The aroma. I feel like that was also a correct pronouncing. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's exactly what I said the first time. No need to rewind and double check. The aroma bursts with fresh ground coriander seeds along with hints of lemongrass. This carries onto the palate with subtle ginger, bringing an almost tingly cooling sensation rather than heat to the palate. Sounds okay. a lot like the last one, if you ask me. But um, it does. The coriander seems to be a, a big, a big thing, which I don't as I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe Blue Moon is is brewed with coriander. I think they're saying that that's um, a wit beer ingre- ingredient is the coriander. So I don't know. I've never brewed a wit beer, but it sounds like coriander is a big part of it. And I get those. I definitely get that that spice flavor from the wit beer style, that coriander spice. So who knows? And it's contract brewed out of Chicago. Oishi, check it out if you can find it. Number seven, from Fifth Hammer Brewing, it's Pocket Disco out of Long Island City. Pocket Disco lights up the American Wheat Ale's dance floor with candy-like citrus peel aromas and flavors. Key lime and mandarin are most prominent. So, hmm. sounds sounds like a kind of a similar beer to what you drank tonight, Todd. Yeah, if it is, if it's... I mean, if it's anything close to this, I would not call this a Blue Moon. Um, I think Blue Moon is, while citrusy, it is uh, very muted in its citrus flavor. Like, it's very, mm. like, a, it's a dull citrus. This yeah. is a very, very, very tart citrus. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, these are just Blue, Mo- Blue Moon alternatives. So, I think maybe just expand the beer palette of some of our listeners who only like Blue Moon, for, for example. But uh, this is cool. It says pocket. Disco is brewed in support of Pride Month with a portion of the proceeds supporting the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. 
That's pretty cool. This one sounds really good. Zesty lemon, grapefruit, key lime, pie. Those are all my jam. I would keep an eye out for this one if you can find it, Todd. Um, It's like a disco ball with a rainbow-colored dance floor. Pocket disco. Long Island City. Long Island City. That's the... I'll keep my eye open for the brewery. Yeah, Fifth Hammer Brewing is the uh, the brewery, but they're out of Long Island City. Six point four ABV, so very crushable on the Tud scale. That's that's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is uh, flipping over to the West Coast here with the Slow Brew Cali Squeeze Blood Orange Hefeweizen from San Luis Obispo, California. Fresh orange pulp pops on the aroma of this juicy wheat beer with a blood orange note reminiscent of San Pellegrino's Arancita Rosa Soda. A thirst-quenching sensation of juicy orange flesh bursts on the palate. It's a blood orange beer mosa without the effort, though a curly orange peel around the rim couldn't hurt. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm a fan of blood orange in my beers. Um, if I'm ever in San... Uh, San Pope, is it San Lobispo? San Lu- San Luis Obispo. If I'm ever in San Luis Obispo, I will look it up. Yeah, slow brew or, or a neighboring area. Yeah, uh, one to check out if you're a West Coast listener. Jordan, tell your friends back home. Yes, or Jordan, write in if you've had this beer. Yeah. Um, okay, kicking it back to the Northeast with Ross Brewing Company's Menasquan Wit out of Port Monmouth, New Jersey. Oh, and this is a year-round offering. It says um, it celebrates the Manasquan River, and um, that means that fishing, swimming, and even golfing are meant to accompany this brew. It's a hearty Belgian yeast strain, which gives the wit beer its burst of bubblegum, banana hard candy, and a hint of orange creamsicle on the nose. That sounds pretty good. I don't think it's your beer. Um, we've talked about you are not the biggest Belgian fan, but if you like... No. If you like that um, ripe bubble gu- ripe banana bubblegummy flavors, um, check out this from Ross Brewing Company, the Manasquan Wit. I mean, I'm all for trying everything at least once. So if I had it, I would definitely try it. Yeah. Number four is the Great Lakes Crushworthy, which is a low-cal citrus wheat beer uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, okay. Summer crushes come and go, and so will this cutesy can of citrus light wheat beer from Great Lakes once you yank it out of the cooler. Uh, it just sounds like, you know, 4%. It's called Crushworthy, so you know that is you know what they're super going for there. Um, 105 calories, and it's also in the 15-pack, so I think It sounds like you might, have to try these, you might have to try these Blue Moon knockoffs because they come in 15-packs, and it's it, yeah. something you like. Jenna, write in with your review of Crushworthy. It's got like a, a cross section of an orange that's shaped kind of like a heart with like a, like a, like, but it's styled like a tattoo with a, with a arrow through it. It looks pretty cool. That or, uh, don't forget about Kiwi. She's also in a, in a similar range of being able to attain that beer. Yes. But I think Jenna's talked about Great Lakes Brewing before. So I think this is her jam. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, number three, I think this one was Tud added this one to the list. This is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Schaffer, Schaffer, Hoffer Grapefruit Hefeweizen Get the fuck Frankfurt, out, really? Germany. <laughs> Get that off the list. You know this what? Is, I'm uh, throwing this list out. I'm out. <laughs> uh, this is 2.5% ABV. 
Still one of our favorite among Schaffer-Hoffer's fruit-flavored Hefeweizen hybrids, this bright, grapefruity beverage is a tasty gateway to summer citrus wheat beers. It's ultra-low ABV, made with a half-and-half half blend of Hefeweizen and grapefruit-flavored soda, and it is essential to every summer outdoor drinking experience, including tents. It is not, though. It's, it's garbage. It's legitimately garbage. Don't, don't waste your money, people. Listen to the sound of my voice. Do not waste your money. He is the, man, the manliest of the people, so... He knows a thing or two. Yes, that is true. If you would like to be on the good side of the manliest of the people, I suggest that you do not support that beer. I don't think it's a matter of being on your good side. I'm just saying you know beer. You always want to be on the good side of the manliest (laughs) of the people. Okay, well, we'll move on from that one rather quickly then. Um, This is one that we've, a brewery that's very common around the Northeast, Six Point. Um, This is their Apollo summer wheat um apollo is making a summer comeback and it's better than before after retiring this recipe several years ago six point reformulated and re-released apollo for summer 2021 this time with the distinctly yeast-driven german hefeweizen at its core banana and clove aromas bright and light-bodied and zesty on the finish so i i mean i'll keep my eye open for that i'm i i'm an okay fan of of uh six point but i know uh Chris is a huge Six Point fan, so I'm sure he will be super excited to hear that one of them made the list. Yeah, you know, I think this is, we've all seen Six Point, we've all had Six Point on the podcast. I think this is probably the first time in uh, whatever, 145 episodes we've talked about them on the show. So, I don't know, I think they're just kind of like, there. We talked about, no, we talked about them once, I think, uh, when the head brewer from Trillium moved over to there. Okay, interesting. You don't remember that, do you? I thought that was Ballast Point. No, no, that was the head. The head brewery for or one of the one of the head brewers from Trillium moved to Six Point. Okay, I I do get those beer breweries confused because they're both from New York and they both end in Point, and I feel like that kind of looks similar styles. But Wait, you think Ballast Point's from New York? Yeah, aren't they from Long Island? Where are they from? No, I'm pretty sure they're like the coast of like California. Oh, who am I thinking of? The people with the um, Mosaic IPA. I have no idea. All I know is I know I just looked it up. Ballast Point's from Long Beach, California. Yeah, no, I'm not. I wasn't thinking of Ballast Point. I was thinking of shit. What's that brewery? Blue Point. Oh, uh, okay. I guess that yeah, that that makes more sense. I think that's from. I think Blue Point is from New York. I believe. Yeah, yeah, they're from Long Island. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. I know Ballast Point with like the skeletons and the like the the, the sculpin. The sculpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Point's got like the lighthouse and stuff yeah yes yes anyway enough about point breweries um let's let's (laughs) todd hit me with a drum roll for this number one all right coming in at number one from framingham massachusetts this is a beer from springdale beer company it's their lavin lavinade huh this tart lemon and Lavender ale hits with fresh squeezed lemonade and a sessionable level of acidity for a sour beer. It'd be a bit of a stretch to say it tastes like lavender, but having a floral herbal note in the background is better than tasting like a bath bomb, so we're fine with it. It's a thirst-quenching refresher on its own, but Springdale also recommends using it as a cocktail mixer with gin, honey simple syrup, and yes, more fresh lemon juice. Kind of like a bee's knees. So so as we know, because I think I had a Springdale on the podcast uh springdale is a uh is a subsidiary of jack's abbey oh okay um it's like they're it's because jack's abbey's fa- yeah it is it i was i was correct so jack's abbey is uh that is famous for their 
they're crafted loggers. And Springdale was is their brand that they can do pretty much whatever the hell they want that's not a logger. Yeah, you've talked about these guys on this like spin-off name brand from them before on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 pretty cool. I I can get those around here. I'll have to keep my eye open for that one cuz if it's the number one, we might as well try it. Yeah, it'd be fun to bring that one back onto the show. I don't know if you're a lavender fan or if you think a lavenade would sound good. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the smell of lavender, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't think I've ever eaten it. So I say that's a bold, I'm, I'm a, a bold comment considering most people would say that the smell is the best part of lavender. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not a lavender. Just doesn't do it for me. So yeah. But I'm willing to try it, and I'm also willing to try to make it with that, that cocktail bee's knees style, mm. too. That's strange, because I feel like I've always heard, like, Tut, everybody knows Tut's a big lavender guy. Like, he always wears the lavender shirts, and he, like, always carries lavender body spray around, and he's just, like, a Listen, lavender I, I, guy all around. I didn't say I wasn't a fan of the, the color. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of, it is a lavender-colored can with some little lemon accents, bright yellow accents, so... Hard to miss. Um, if you're someplace in the Northeast where you can try out this beer from Springdale, let us know. Or if you've had any of the other beers on this top 10 list, and if you think they deserve a rating higher or lower, like Tut expressed about uh, number three, you know where to find us. Boo. Boo. You know what? The, the soundboard's back. I can do this. The Discord is a great place, I think, to start this conversation. You can, you can talk to our friends our other fans there, and uh, let us know what you think of these beers in the top 10 list and if they're worth going out of their way to find. But um, with that, it is time to pull out of our back row of our freezer our two-handled Frosty Mug of Wisdom, where we are going to fill it up with life advice, hacks, wisdomy wisdom, stuff we love, and um, 4th of July tips, perhaps. And... Um, and pass that wisdom on to you. But uh, before we do that, we have we uh, get a little jingle here from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Mug of wisdom. Finish that motto. not be sitting. Mug of wisdom! All right, Jordan. Thank you. Woohoo! As always, wreck my podcast. He's put some good ones out lately, you know. Yeah, Check he, him d- out. he just did Flubber. He did Flubber. Wreck my Robin Williams. Uh, tell him we sent you, you know. Um, make sure, make sure as, as listeners of drinking, or fans of Drinking with Friends first, that you send emails to them about what you had for breakfast to them. Yeah, I want them to that. be inundated with the breakfast emails. Yeah, I'm sure they will love that. 
If we can't get people to send us breakfast emails, you think we're going to send a different podcast breakfast emails? I hope it works, and I hope that that in a week from now, Jordan is is I uh, texting us and saying thanks, guys. Okay, we'll find out. But um, Tud, you are honk 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 honk. I can honk you three point nine eight more times. Honk 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 honk, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> shouldn't it have been like like three like honk honk honk? Just drop kind the end. Like, well, yeah, because you're going for no. You got to drop kind of like the end of the K. Yeah. Well, I did my best, but um, you are manliest of the people. Semicolon Tud. Um, I'm I'm handing the frosty mug to you to decide if you want to if you want to give it right back to me or if you want to pour your own wisdom in it. No, I will pour my own wisdom in as the manliest of the people, com- or semicolon tud. Okay. Um, my handle this week, I made reference to it earlier, but it is liquid IV uh, or any type of hydration packet for your water. This, um, is, this is a timely advice for, for me in this heat. Correct. This is highly important if you're doing any type of activity outside. Um, they sell these packets, Propel sells them, Gatorade sells them, Liquid IV sells them. I'm sure if you listen to other other podcasts, I'm sure you've heard uh, advertisements for Liquid IV. Buy those and drink them. Um, they're equivalent to five bottles, five 16 ounce bottles of water. Basically, what is it, what it is is it's an electrolyte pack. Electrolyte. I can't say that word. Electrolyte. It is an electrolyte packet that you can add to water. Um, they recommend 16 ounces, but you can really add it to any size water you want. It adds a nice little flavor. Um, I have lemon and lime. So it kind of tastes like a lemon and lime Gatorade. And it just, it adds basically salt back into your body as you're walking around doing strenuous activities outside in the, the, the summer heat. And yeah, as we all know, everywhere everywhere in the northeast, or everywhere in the north, I guess, the northern hemisphere, it's summer right now. So it's all a little hotter than we're used to. And you, know, you want to be safe, especially in these, these unprecedented times where Montana's burning itself alive, essentially. Well, that, um, that won't know, be till North- August. We, hopefully, we can hold off fire season <laughs> at least 30 more days. We'll see. Uh, but you know, even even Connecticut's been hot. Uh, even if you're working outside in the, in the yard doing yard work or going to the gym. Uh, my gym doesn't happen to have air conditioning. So it's just little things like that because it, you'd never want to be dehydrated. Good life advice. Never be dehydrated. And you're specifically recommending uh, this brand, IV, Liquid IV. Um, Liquid IV. You can fi- So I bought them online, but um, you can also find them at most gas stations around here too. And they're about a dollar a packet if you buy them at the gas station. Or if you go online, they're like, I think I, got like I think I got like 50 packets for like 20 bucks. Okay. Like, it was a really good deal. And you find they, they work really well for you. They do. They do. And they're actually, and they're pretty good tasting. So like if you're somebody who walks around with a, with a bladder on your back, um, you know, in my experience, bladders don't taste all the best. They kind of taste a little rubbery. Um, if you add in one of these little packets, even if you just add in one, it kind of gets that rubber flavor to go away because it has a flavor all of, of itself. You're not tasting like rubbery lemon and lime. See, I, uh, I have a different, a different take on this one. If I can jump in here, because sure. um, I will admit if you get a fresh camelback or platypus bladder, sometimes it does have that plasticky, rubbery taste. But um, I really cannot recommend enough the uh, cleaning tabs that they sell. You run it through one of those, especially with hot water. Basically, 
as hot as your tap water will get, put it through there. Uh, it really helps eliminate that rubbery taste. And I find that if you put any kind of flavoring in your bladder, it's going to taste like that forever. And I've been unable to, I've had that residue flavor forever. So as someone who just would rather have the unadulterated pure water in my bladder, I don't, I would say if you, if you want to follow Ted's advice, go for it, but know that there's no going back, that your bladder is going to taste like grape or whatever forever. This is why I suggest a mild flavor such as lemon and lime because it kind of, I kind of just, I mean that, that will fade away over time, I believe. Couldn't you just put those little cleaning packets in there and get that flavor out too? You know, I did it once with a camelback when I was in high school and I uh, never tried again. So I've been scared away. Maybe, maybe you're right. You could probably get it out with the cleaning, cleaning tablet as well. So I don't know. Use it your own risk. All right, so I'm going to take the mug and I'm going to pass it over to the only other co-host on the podcast. Obert, take it away. Okay. Um, this is another beat the heat handle here. Um, I don't think I made this a handle yet, but I've been into paddleboarding lately. Um, it's been unbelievably hot here and it's a great way to get out on the water. And if you're someone like me who has a dog and lives next to a river, um, popcorn will not get in a kayak i don't even know how that would work and i never tried a canoe but i don't think she would like that either she wouldn't be she <laughs> she would tip that over but um the paddle board seems to work really well with her she just kind of hangs out on it she doesn't love it but um it's a great way for us to kind of go check out the river together and just be on the water and cool off and um it's a good workout it's does a, she hop off and then swim and then hop back in no. Once she's on. once she gets off, there's no getting back on unless I go back to shore. That's um that's that's one downside is that it's kind of a one-way trip. There's no uh, easy getting okay. back on once you're in the water if you're a dog. Uh, human a little easier, but I um I got the, my paddleboard when I had my little Nissan Sentra and it was great because it is an inflatable one that will deflate down and fit into a large backpack. So I could just pop huh. that sucker right into my trunk drive to wherever I was going. Um, just this last weekend, I did a mile and a half hike into a lake with it on my back, blew it up there and paddled around. It was a beautiful day. Um, and it's a little bit easier to transport than a canoe or kayak as well. So that's another reason I really like my paddleboard. And on today, the hottest day of the year, I felt like I had to recommend it. So, um, Todd, have you ever been on a paddleboard before? I have, um, not very far, uh, paddled for 30 to 40 feet. And then I didn't know how to get off. I didn't, I don't know how to, I knew how to stand up on the paddleboard. Uh, that worked pretty well. So I think I'd probably be okay at like possibly surfing, but, uh, the whole getting off the paddleboard thing, I failed. So I uh, just basically nosedived into the water thereafter because it just kind of tipped over. Makes me question your your previous comment about you think you'd be a great surfer, but I well, because surf I mean surfing you basically surf until you fall off, right? I mean, but it's standing up on the paddleboard or the surfboard is is half the battle. Yeah, you know, one of these activities you do you can do in perfectly flat water. The other one you're trying to catch a wave on. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I was really good at standing up. Okay. <laughs> uh, i think we should have a new patreon tier that if we get 500 dollars a month we're going to get tut on a surfboard and film that for the for the patreon we just have to find a place where there's there's waves for me to ride i don't even need i don't even you know what 
I know that we're trying to raise money for the Patreon, so yes, I will do it once we have that much money. Okay. I'll do it without the Patreon, but I would think I would do it. I will do it for the Patreon as well. There we go. Um, but that's it. That's our frosty mug. We're done with that. We are. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Divine Barrel Brewing for their Zest Intentions Berliner Weiss style ale. And I want to thank Threes Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York, for their The World is Flat. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast everywhere. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, as I said before, send us emails. Uh, we need stuff to talk about. We also want to hear what you had for breakfast. Um, and make sure you dive bomb wreck my podcast with your breakfast emails too. You know what? If you send an email to both of us, we'll be good to go there. Uh, head over to Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month, 25 cents a week on weeks that or months that have four weeks or 20 cents, even better deal, on months that have five weeks, you get a, a new episode uh, every week, about 30 minutes. Um, so head over there and check that out as well. Also, make sure you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. And uh, that really helps too. And then make sure you're just telling your friends. That's the best way you can learn about this pod, or other people can learn about this podcast is by you spreading the word. And with that, uh, thank you for all for listening. And happy 4th of July, listeners. By the time you listen to this, um, you know, 4th of July is coming up on Monday. So, you know, just remember what it's for. Happy birthday, America. And thank you for listening. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like you stole my thunder a little bit here, but, uh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, and my name is Tud and I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Wow. That was, it took me a couple takes there to get that one out. It's just without Chris, you just don't have the chemistry. I think it's the addition of the, the semicolon to your title. Is what doing. Well, you are, you are podcasting with the manliest of the man. That's true.